Have you ever tried to read the entire Bible and gotten stuck halfway through or been too intimidated to even start? We have the perfect book for you. It's from the St. Philip Institute and it's called From the Beginning, God's Search for Man. In 47 days, we guide you through the big picture of scripture from Genesis to the resurrection. Each day, there is a short reading from the Bible accompanied by an essay to help you see the connections between the Old and New Testament. You can pre-order today for $5 at stphilipinstitute.org. Thanks. We recorded the episode, Why Aren't Catholics Getting Married in the Summer of 2021? And since then, the U.S. Census Bureau has released new information stating that 2021 was actually the lowest population growth since the nation's founding. And this is surprising, but some of this we know is due to the fact that people aren't getting married. And in this episode, we discuss some of those reasons why. Why aren't Catholics getting married in the church? And what are some things that we can clarify, um, those common misconceptions about marriage in the church, and how can we as a church encourage people to pursue the sacrament of holy matrimony? Yeah, and this episode was really eye-opening for me. I mean, I've been in ministry for a long time, but it hasn't been marriage ministry like the expert over here. So I love being able to sit down with Deanna and really talk about this because it was eye-opening that that there are so many misconceptions out there. And um, what I could do as a layperson Uh, to really encourage people and to really understand the state of marriage in the church today. Absolutely. And this might be an episode that you share with someone that, you know, has questions or doubts about getting married in the church or uh, needs some clarification on what the church actually teaches. Um, And know that the Institute has more information available on stphilipinstitute.org. So we hope that this is helpful and that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome back. Hello, y'all. It's been a minute. It has. It's been a couple weeks. Yes, it uh, It's has. good to be back. How are you doing, Mickey? Uh, doing good. We just recovered from illness at my house last week. So last week, I was kind of out of pocket. It's amazing how sickness, when it goes to your home, it almost feels like you're shut off from the world. Yeah. But we are back, and everyone is well, so good. Good. Yeah. yeah, we had some sickness in our house, too. Some ear infections, which is lots of fun. We may have some tubes oh. in somebody's ears coming up soon, which is great. Um, but we got to go to Canton last weekend for um, a training um, in the diocese. So shout out to the people in the West Central Deanery of the Diocese of Tyler. It was so good to be with you. But yeah, some good things happening. Yeah. And I know we were not able to meet last week to record a podcast because I heard you kind of did this thing with EWTN. Yeah, kind of maybe out. <laughs> it was a lot of I fun. I feel like you're hitting like <laughs> the big guys. It's like, man, she has arrived. That's awesome. So what was it about? Yeah. So I got a phone call from EWTN because they were doing a segment on convalidation. Um, so civilly married couples who want to enter into a sacramental union. And we're talking about like a man and a woman women who are Catholic, who um, should have gotten married in the church but didn't, but now want to pursue a sacramental marriage. So we were just having a conversation around 
that whole situation, how the church can do a better job of reaching out to, to couples. Um, I did that interview with uh, Mary Rose Verrett from Witness to Love, and we've worked really closely um, with Witness to Love as part of our marriage formation for engaged couples. But Witness to Love also has a program that's specifically for outreach to civilly married couples. They call it the Civil Marriage Initiative. And um, I was actually able to, to kind of collaborate with them as they were designing that whole process, just giving them feedback yeah. on on what that would look like. So, yeah, I think we were the the interviewer was um, Monse Alvarado, um, and the show was EWTN News in Depth. And we'll put a clip or the the link to the clip in our show notes. But it was a really good conversation, and yeah, so lots of fun. But kind of the inspiration behind today's Episode. topic, yeah. yeah. So, um, because you're like the marriage lady here in the diocese. (laughs) And even though like I have done ministry ever since I graduated college, there's still, I think a lot that I don't even know Mm. about the complexities of when it comes to certain situations in with marriage in the church or those who are seeking, um, convalidations or blessings. And so could you just kind of define some terms that you think just the normal lay person may not understand as we dive into this conversation Yeah, and like, why is, is knowing these things important? Yeah. And I think maybe even backing up and just kind of painting a picture for the situation, Mm -hmm. um, especially for us in the United States. And I got this from the witness to love website, but in talking about like the the inspiration behind the Civil Marriage Initiative, they wrote, the number of sacramental marriages among baptized Catholics in the United States over the past 15 years has plummeted due to many factors such as secularization, the breakdown of the family, and a lack of trust in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. The number of sacramental marriages dropped from 294,000 in 1995 to 144,000 in 2017. That's a decrease of 50%, even though the number of Catholics in the United States has almost doubled in that same time period. Wow, so more people becoming Catholic, but less Catholic marriages. Exactly. So it's a missionary moment. And they also put on their website, approximately 20% of all Catholic marriages are convalidations. But fun fact, for the Diocese of Tyler, that number is closer to like 50 or 60%. Wow. It's 50 or 60% of the marriages that happen in the Diocese of Tyler are convalidations. And part of that is because of the large Hispanic population that we have. But it's such a, it's such a missionary moment for the church that we have all of these couples who should be in sacramental marriages um, but aren't. And there's so many different reasons for that. Okay, because I was going to ask, I was going to ask, because I know you've been doing marriage ministry for a very long Mm -hmm. time. Are there some common reasons that people are hesitant to to have a sacramental marriage or... um, Like, are there obstacles that we don't necessarily know? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's one thing that's really important for the church to remember is that every couple is different. So before I came to the Diocese of Tyler, I was working at a parish in Dodge City, Kansas. And part of my job was um, baptism interviews with families, which is a great opportunity to just get to know the people in your Mm -hmm. parish and welcome them in. And during those interviews, we would do the registration form. So like going through, when's your birthday? Are you married? But it was an opportunity to ask, are you married in the church? 
And for a majority of the couples that were coming forward, the answer was no. And in those first few years, I had to I had to learn how to have this conversation with mm-hmm. people because you don't want it to be an interrogation. Like you're not married in the church. Why aren't you married in the church? How dare you? Like, right. <laughs> right. And be very judgy because it's like you're baptizing your baby. Why wouldn't you get married in the church? But it was an opportunity to ask people, um, well, is that something that you've prayed about? Or do you have questions mm-hmm. about marriage in the church? And I remember one couple in particular, they had four children, three or four children. They had been together for 10 years. And when I asked, like, is that something that you guys have prayed about? Or are you interested in learning more? They said, well, we're not sure that we want to get married. And I remember like having to have a poker face on my face because I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? You have three kids. You've been together for 10 years. But what I noticed in folks was that there was almost this fear of getting Mm. married in the church because it's like, well, if we're civilly married, we can get out of this Mm. a lot easier because if we get married in the church, then we're going to have to go through an annulment process and we know it's going to be a lot more complicated and like being able to acknowledge that fear that people have of commitment and there's and again there's like there can be a lot of different reasons why someone is afraid of marriage some of that comes from their own like family of origin or their yeah. own family experiences so being able to acknowledge that um for some couples they honestly didn't know they didn't realize like oh we we're not in a valid marriage <laughs> like we just wow. went down to the we went down to the courthouse so um so yeah i guess to go back to your original question like defining some of our terms if you are a baptized catholic you are supposed to enter into a sacramental marriage or to get married in the church because and Sorry if I nerd out or <laughs> no, like please rambling because, on and on. Well, because I think there's a lot of stuff that I don't even know, and so I think just nerding out okay, cool. here on the podcast <laughs> is good, and it will give people who are listening like, oh, there are things that right happen in your area of expertise yeah. that we really don't know. So it's please, not as black and white. Nerd out away. Okay, <laughs> so I said sacramental, like you're supposed to be in a sacramental marriage, but to to clarify terms. A sacramental marriage happens between two baptized persons, a man and a woman, Um, but you do not have to marry another Catholic, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the church, and that's where there's there's also some misinformation is some people assume like, oh, I'm Catholic, but I want to marry someone who's not Catholic and isn't really interested in becoming Catholic, so we can't get married in the church. Uh That's not true. Um, the church encourages you to get married to someone who shares the same faith. Um, and I'm sure as some people can, um, can testify to, it can be more challenging entering into, um, marriage with someone who doesn't share the same faith or with someone who's not baptized. So if it's a Catholic who marries a non-Catholic, but specifically someone who is not baptized, it's not a sacrament. If the, per- if the other person isn't baptized, but it's still, um, I think we call it good and natural. It's still a good thing. It's still valid mm-hmm. if we go through the proper process. But if you're Catholic, you need to at least speak to the church to get the proper dispensation. Like if you need to get married outside of the church for some reason, there, there can be a lot of different reasons why that happens. So I think what's happening as we look at these plummeting numbers, like, okay, we see more Catholics, but we're seeing more people not get married in the church. 
the lack of trust in the Catholic Church, I think that's a bigger deal than we may realize, or it may not be something that we've talked enough about. And there's a, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons for that. You know, people's experiences growing up. Um, I've talked to folks who had one really bad experience with one particular pastor 20 years ago, and they swore they'd never go back to a Catholic Man, church, so which is sad. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but there are others there. So there are folks who don't know, <laughs> they don't realize that they should have gotten married in the church. So it's an invitational moment to them. Um, there are people who, like for for immigration reasons, they can't change their marital status because, um, or they're so they're cohabiting, they're not civilly married, um, but they can't enter into a sacramental union um, because getting married would totally change their their immigration status. So I've heard that story from folks, um, yeah. but I think the most common ones that I've heard from people are really like this fear of entering into commitment mm -hmm. and like being able to acknowledge it. Cause I think it is easy for us to kind of scoff at it and say like, like you already have a family. Like, why would you, <laughs> what do you mean you're not committed? Um, but that people recognize like, no, this is a serious thing. And they, yeah. there's a desire there for something good, but really the church has an opportunity to think about, okay, well, how do we walk alongside people who have this hesitancy or, maybe don't realize that the grace that comes from the sacrament of marriage is so important. It's that important that we want to to help them to pursue that. Yeah, and I, I tell me if I'm jumping ahead, but I do think it's important to uh, talk about why marriage as a sacrament. Yeah. I mean, the Catholic Church says that marriage is a sacrament. Mm -hmm. um, so just basic sort of theology. So what is a sacrament? It is a visible sign of God's invisible grace that as Catholics, we believe that God uses earthly signs to communicate his love, um, to be a vessel of his grace, which is his own life. So it's an infusing of our souls with God's life into our souls, into our situation. And so it's not just a when I taught high school, they're like, it's just a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's not. Right. It is a sacrament that God is giving us grace in that sacrament. It is a vocation, a calling from God, where we are called to make visible God's invisible love, right? To, yeah. to communicate Jesus to the world and to our spouse. Yeah. Uh, and what a great calling but to realize the the sacredness but also the responsibility of what catholic marriage mm. is right that it is it is a calling from god mm -hmm. with a purpose to help your spouse grow in holiness but it's also meant to be an earthly sign to others around you of god's love for humanity mm -hmm. and when you look at it in that way we absolutely need god's grace Exactly. Um, in those moments to fulfill that calling. Right. And I think it's really easy, even as married couples who are in valid Catholic marriages, it's really easy to forget that we have access to that grace. Because I think we talk about it a lot in marriage formation or even on the day of the wedding. You think about, um, and I should, we should read some of those prayers sometimes. If you have a, a chance to read the nuptial blessing that happens during the nuptial mass, those words are powerful. And I remember one line in particular when we got married um, almost eight years ago when the, the priest was praying, um, he was praying the prayer over me 
Um, and or no, it was it was both of us. But there's like a, a part where he prays over the the groom, mm-hmm. part where he prays over the bride, and then towards the end, it said something like, "Pour your love into their hearts, O Lord." And I was like, "Whoa, that's a lot of love. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of love." Um, but that we have access to that, mm-hmm. and that we're called to be this icon. Um, of God's love in the world and knowing like God's love is free, total, faithful, and fruitful. Looking at the cross, I mean, reading Ephesians 5 and understanding what that theology means, like this call to die to self, um, but the sanctification of each other um, and our children um, and recognizing that marriage is the foundation for the family. Mm -hmm. And I think we're at this crucial point in in society where we're seeing the breakdown of the family, right? And we're seeing how, I mean, the world does not value marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really, it doesn't value marriage. It doesn't understand, I mean, it doesn't understand the purpose of sex, um, the marital embrace, all of that. And if we want to change the culture, it really goes back to an understanding of marriage and family. Yeah. So like, or you hear phrases like the future is female. No, the future is family. Yeah. And the foundation for the family is marriage. So we see this increasing number of Catholics, which is beautiful. That's so exciting. <laughs> beautiful. But if those Catholics aren't living out their sacramental call mm-hmm. fully and in full communion with the church, we're missing an opportunity um, to be everything that God's called us to be. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's um, important too when you talk about um, the future is family, you know, and I really do think whether someone is in um, a civil union like you defined earlier mm-hmm. um, or even a, a Catholic marriage or a marriage that's not been blessed or convalidated mm-hmm. yet, I still think couples who are like, we want the best for our family, yeah. right? There might be this misunderstanding, though, that what's best for my family is to orient my marriage sacramentally first. Uh, yep. And I have never had to go through any kind of process of having mm-hmm. a marriage blessed or convalidated or going through an annulment. I have heard, though, that sometimes it can be hard. Yeah. Uh, or confusing mm-hmm. or painful. Yeah. And so I cannot speak with any sort of personal experience other than being in communion with the church, there's nothing that can replace that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I know that if uh, there are things that I desire for my children, because I know that it will make them truly happy mm-hmm. um, and it will orient them towards heaven and full communion with Jesus in the life to come, that I will fight. I will fight mm. for my kids mm. to have that. Yeah. And and I really do think even couples who are in these situations would fight for their their, yeah. their children to have what's best. Yeah. And I think we are now at a moment and you may know this better than anyone else in the diocese that the church I think is finding like we have to fight for these couples. Mm-hmm. And the couples have to be willing to fight for themselves like this is this is a good we cannot pass up on. Right. And we will go through the necessary steps, even if it's long, even if it's painful, even if it's hard to orient our marriage towards the sacred, the sacrament, right? Mm, the sign of yeah. God's grace. Yeah. Um, and to be infused with that um, and knowing that, like having the confidence, right? And mm-hmm. I think this is where a lack of the church comes in, but having that confidence that this is what God has wants for us. Mm-hmm. 
And we are going to take the steps to do that. Yeah. Um, but to also understand like, and the church needed to be like, we also have to walk with these couples right. in that process right. because I'm sure it can be Yeah, because so every hard. couple's situation can mm-hmm. be different. I'm so, sorry, I cut you off. No, I was dead. <laughs> no, no, and I guess, and we probably should have said this from the very beginning, this is a really big conversation. And for our diocese, um, if you've read the Constitution on Teaching by Bishop Strickland, I mean, that, that document is the reason why you and I are here mm-hmm. when we moved to the diocese. But yes. he laid out a vision, and in Section 3, he talked about this need for marriage formation, but he specifically said that we really want to identify couples who are in irregular marriage situations. I know that can sound kind of cold, like I'm in an irregular situation, but like just for for terminology, <laughs> like couples who are not in a sacramental union, or maybe they're cohabiting and they haven't entered into um, the sacrament of marriage, um, but that the bishop was very intentional about saying, we, wanna, we want to identify all of the marriages in our diocese that are in an irregular situation and bring them to resolution by 2025. It's 2021. <laughs> You have a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> that document was written in 2017, and we realized like we're yeah. not going to be able to um, bring every single couple into regularization. It's a weird word um, by 2025. But what we can do a really good job at, I think, is identifying a process to invite people in mm-hmm. and making it easier. Because I mean, we and we haven't talked a whole lot about this yet, but the annulment process. One of the many reasons why there are couples who haven't entered into a sacramental union is because they have a prior marriage. Mm-hmm. And again, I cannot emphasize this enough. People need to talk to a priest to get accurate information because too often I have sat down with someone and said, well, I talked to my sister's cousin's friend who used to be Catholic um, and they told me that there's no way that I can enter into a sacramental marriage because I was previously married. It's like, well, let's look at the circumstances of your previous marriage mm-hmm. because there's something called lack of form Again, forgive me if I'm nerding out. <laughs> Lack of form. So if a Catholic got married outside of the church, um, a baptized Catholic got married outside of the church without the proper dispensation, that marriage is invalid mm-hmm. because it, it was lack of form. It didn't go through the proper proper sacramental process. Um, so in those cases, that's that's a pretty simple process yeah. to be like, well, it was lack of form, it's invalid. Um, and I may be oversimplifying, so just bear with me um, if there's any canon lawyers who are listening. <laughs> um, but for those who were in a valid or what was what was perceived to be a valid Catholic mm-hmm. marriage at the time that the the consent took place, um, and they divorced and would like to remarry, then we need to possibly pursue the declaration of nullity. And it's not to say that the annulment is guaranteed, um, but uh, but that's how complicated these situations mm-hmm. can get. Um, but the importance of the church being willing and with open arms to say, okay, you're not in a sacramental union right now, which means you can't receive the Eucharist. You can't fully participate in the life of the church. And we so want you to, that it's not like, oh, well, we just want to check a box for you. So do you want to come to some classes? Right. (laughs) No. Um, Because it can feel like it could feel like a lot of hoops to jump through, I think, for some couples. Like, well, why would I want to go through? Why would I want to go through like a big formation right. process if it's just going to be a whole lot of work? But I think specifically in those moments of like for baptism formation and for sacrament formation for children, 
there's a high number of parents that are not they might be missing something. So maybe they're missing their own first communion and confirmation. Maybe it just didn't get done. Or maybe they didn't get married in the church yet. It's such a moment of um, of evangelization, but I mean, specifically invitation. And that invitation has to happen in multiple places. Yeah. Like it needs to happen in the baptism interviews. It needs to happen during the sacrament formation um, for their children or family formation. The pastor needs to be inviting couples into a, a sacramental union. Um, and then being able to just, just walk with them. It's such yeah. a missionary moment. And if marriage is as big of a deal as the church says it is, we need to do everything that we can to make sure that all of our couples have access to this grace. Like Amen. It, I felt like, preach it. Can I just put my hands up and be Amen. like, yes. Amen. If, but if, I mean, if, if sacramental grace, if the grace of the sacrament of marriage is what we believe it is, then we need to be proclaiming that to people yeah. and not in a judgmental way. So like if you're listening to this and you're not in a, in a sacramental union yet, this is not a message of like, well, shame on you. Right. You should have been. It's not condemnation. No, not mm-hmm. at all. But like, let's, let's talk about your situation. Yeah. Um, are there reasons why you haven't gotten married in the church? Are there things that we can help you with? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll stop talking yeah. for a second. <laughs> no, no, I love your passion because you see this in your ministry. But I think yeah. too, but you're right. If marriage is as big as we say it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, the domestic church, right? Marriage starts the domestic yeah. church and the raising yeah. of our kids. And if we are going to, in a sense, fight against secularization and mm. people, I really do think that there's a lot of people who just don't know. Yeah, There's so many things yeah. that have either been watered down or loss that we are now in a generation where there are people who, like you said, don't know if they're in a sac or they thought yeah. they were in a sacramental marriage and they're Surprise. not. Yeah. And that should not be happening in right. our church. Right. And I know it's hard to, to share this with everybody uh, in the world. But again, like you said, um, if we know individual people who want to be in communion, mm-hmm. Uh, with the church to mm-hmm. um, be able to receive that sacramental seal for their marriage mm-hmm. um, that again, it may be a hard process or a longer process than people anticipate, but it is so worth that because when we cannot receive communion or be in full communion with the church, there's so many graces in our lives that we don't have access to. Right. And so again, to, to fight for, for that, right. To go and approach your pastor. And, um, if you still have questions like Deanna is great, contact her. (laughs) Yeah, please. I'm hoping that your um, email will blow up after this episode (laughs) (laughs) with all these questions. Um, but to start like today to be the day that you're like, I'm going to call my pastor this week, right. To start that process to move in that direction right no I think that's that sounds so good that sounds so good because yeah like you were saying that if marriage is what we believe it is and especially I think and one thing that we're going to focus on in our diocese is really looking at these moments of invitation Mm -hmm. for couples like when people come forward for baptism and sacrament formation for their children it's such an opportunity to one get to know them Mm -hmm. um, and really understand their story and see like what is it that they need um, at this point Um, but 
2225 in the catechism through the grace of the sacrament of marriage parents receive the responsibility and privilege of evangelizing their children and then Mm -hmm. it goes on but that that sentence has really stuck with me like it's through the grace of the sacrament of marriage that we're able to be the parents that we're called to be Mm -hmm. and we can't do it as well (laughs) if we're not um open to that grace um i'm i'm not yeah that i i I'm called to sanctify my spouse. We're called to to pursue sainthood together and we're helping each other in this mm-hmm. and we're called to share that with our children. And I just want to affirm the parents who are bringing their children to the church because they understand that there is something, they may not understand the the complexities of the sacrament of, mar- or of, of baptism or maybe even what first communion and confirmation are or, or making, you know, the, or participating in the sacrament of reconciliation may not understand that, but they do understand that there is something important about being in communion with the church and they desire that for their children. That is so, so good. And again, the church desires that for you (laughs) as well. So I guess giving people like maybe some practical like first steps. Well, first of all, if you're already in a sacramental union, like praying about being open to the grace that God wants to give you Mm -hmm. as a married couple on a daily basis because like being able to witness your marriage is going to have a bigger impact on others than you may realize. Um, I'm just thinking of a story. Um, When I was working in Dodge City, one of the couples that I worked with, um, they're so sweet. They had been civilly married for 49 years. And it was because of their children and their grandchildren that they came forward and said, we should really have a sacramental marriage. <laughs> like we we really should get married in the church. Um, and so on their fiftieth wedding anniversary, it's like getting I'm gonna cry. I know on their fiftieth wedding anniversary, they got married in the church, and it's so much fun. I know some of the terminology that people use is like, oh, well, I just need to get my marriage blessed in the church. It is it is so much more than just a blessing, and that's not even like proper terminology to say like, oh, I just need to get it blessed. No, like we want you to enter into, God wants you to enter into an authentic marriage where Christ is at the center. Mm -hmm. That's what the church desires for you. That's what God wants for you. So to see couples like that, who after 50 years, that's incredible. (laughs) Finally, we're able to to enter into that, and and I know that you know some of the things that people say are like, well, I I don't really see like why marriage matters because um, I know a Catholic couple and they ended up getting divorced, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of assumptions of you know I mean that this is probably a whole other episode, but you know I've heard people say things like, well, you know like I don't really know that marriage in the church makes all that much of a difference, mm-hmm. and part of that is I think because those of us who are married maybe we're not witnessing our marriages. Yeah. Um, and the grace of the sacrament of marriage as well as we could. So for those of you who are married in the church already, please pray for that grace. And I'm saying that to myself as well. Like, let's pray for the grace to be able to be good witnesses of the vocation um, and the sacrament of holy matrimony. Because if we're living that well, that will impact our communities. Strong marriages make strong families, which impact parish communities, the larger community. And that's how we're going to change the world. I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but no, I think you're right on. It's the seedbed of society. I don't, I don't think what God calls us to is, is necessarily complicated, but it's hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, his plan is simple, but following that out is hard. It's very difficult. And as a, as a married couple, um, 
just being able to attest that it is really challenging but there's never been a point when my husband and i have had to do it um void of the sacraments Mm. um Mm. i don't know what i would have done in some stages because it is hard right and to be able to share that um first to live it in your own marriage and then praying about is there some way god is calling me to share how he has worked in my marriage in my life to bless others. Yes. Um, because yes. our show is talking about taking the truths of the faith into the messiness of life. So yeah. I think we just want to recognize that there yeah. is messiness out there. Very. Marriage is messy. And that's why we lean on the sacraments. And mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot in marriage formation in our diocese. Lean into the grace that comes from the sacrament of confession. Like, oh, that's such a good sacrament for marriages. <laughs> going to yeah. confession, going to, to Holy Communion. Like, I can't imagine trying to do marriage without having access to the Eucharist. Yeah. Like, whew. So, so yeah. So married couples do that (laughs) for those who are, maybe you're, you're not in a sacramental marriage or you're not sure if you're in a sacramental marriage, um, or you're like, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure what to do next. First and foremost, like take it to prayer, but also talk to a priest because there is so much bad information out there about the annulment process, about divorce and remarriage, about going through the convalidation process. Um, There's even an option for people who they want to get married in the church, but their spouse doesn't. The church has a response to that, to be able to help the Catholic party enter into or return to the sacraments. So talk to a priest because there may be more help that we can um, offer. Also remembering that every couple situation is different. So just because one couple had one experience, whether that's good or bad, it doesn't mean that your situation will be the same. Um, and then specifically, if you're in the Diocese of Tyler, there's an initiative called the Cana Project, and we're beginning to launch this um, this fall and pilot it. But the Cana Project was initially developed by Father Gavin Vaverick. Um, he's the pastor at Our Lady um, of Victory in Paris, um, and he works in the tribunal, and he really just wanted to make this whole process easier for folks. So basically triage, like figuring mm-hmm. out like, okay, I have a previous marriage, what do I need to do? And there's so many different layers that go into that question. Um, so the Cana project was initially like, let's help couples figure out, do they need an annulment? Do they need just lack of form? Do they, are they ready to start marriage formation in general? And now what we're doing with that, um, is really turning this into a movement for our diocese. Um, how can we intentionally invite couples into a sacramental union? So those of you who work in parish offices, whether it's in marriage formation or as a DRE, as a catechist, our priests, um, all of our clergy, um, everyone is involved in this yeah. because we, we need to be intentional in our invitation to people. Um, And then finally, I would just say, if you are someone who has gone through the convalidation process, or maybe you went through the annulment process and the convalidation process, we would love to hear your story. Um, Because that's one thing that I think is very, I mean, I could talk about like sacramental grace all day long, but to hear someone else's journey, and then some people have had very difficult, painful, um, challenging experiences with this, but people who can share their story of why this was worthwhile, Mm -hmm 
Why was it worthwhile to go through the convalidation process um, or to seek a declaration of nullity for a prior bond? Um, I think that can be really powerful. So please email us. You can email us at podcast at stphilipinstitute.org or you can look up my contact information (laughs) if you want to send it to me directly. Um, But yeah, just people who are willing to share their stories. Um, And I I know we're over time, but um, if you have questions on this, because I think that this is a topic that we will probably revisit (laughs) over the next year specifically. Um, There's a lot of things that we didn't dive into today, like specifically with annulments and um, all of that. Uh, But if there are questions that you have, um, please feel free to email us or you can email me. Um, My email is djohnston at stphilipinstitute.org. Um, if we can help have a discussion on this or reasons why people don't want to get married in the church, like, let's talk about that. I think that would be really good. Um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Thank you for sharing your heart and your ministry. Like, you know what you're doing. You've mm. met couples. You have heard these stories. And I could not think of a better resource that people can have in our diocese than you. So oh, I'm just so you. grateful that you were able to pour out your heart. And you can tell when you talk the passion. Oh, so. thank you, friend. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, let's pray. And uh, we're going to pray specifically for anyone who is in a, a situation where maybe they're really thinking about marriage in the church and uh, yeah, just for that grace to take the next step. So, all right. In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God. We thank you for the gift of family. We thank you specifically for the gift of marriage. Um, Lord, we ask that you bless all of those couples um, in our diocese, especially, but all couples who are listening, um, those who are already in sacramental marriages, those who are struggling, um, those who um, are maybe for the first time hearing that invitation to enter into the sacrament of marriage. Lord, I ask that you give them the courage to take the next step, that you guide them to the right people who can help them in whatever their particular situation is, and that we as a church can do Um, a better job of walking with and accompanying couples in their unique circumstances and situations. And we ask all these things through your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.